Hey everybody, welcome again to F This Movie, the official podcast of FThisMovie.com. Movie love for movie lovers. My name is Patrick Bromley and I'm super excited for this week's show because we're talking about Volcano, which means I'm joined by the host who's toast, Adam Risky. <laughs> Just like Gabby Hoffman, this podcast is my responsibility. <laughs> Everybody's been waiting for our Volcano show. Here yeah. it is. This is like perfect timing because for a separate F This Movie related thing... I had to watch a block of movies from late 96, early 97, and mm-hmm, Dante's mm-hmm. Peak was in there. Yes. And this wasn't planned, but right. like, how great that I didn't have to be like, is Volcano better than Dante's Peak? I knew. <laughs> I had it in my bag while I was watching Volcano. This came up because I was watching a movie called All I Want to Do, mm-hmm. and I texted you that I was upset that Gabby Hoffman and Rachel Lee Cook were fighting in that movie. And yeah. you said, Volcanoes, Gabby Hoffman? And yeah. I said, I've never seen it. And then suddenly a podcast was born. There we go. I love when stuff like that happens because we'll have a list, but then we always shoehorn <laughs> in other but ones. let's do Volcano. <laughs> because it's like more exciting. I remember when you were like, "What do you want to do a show in a couple of weeks? I was like, yeah, of course. Um, you know, what do we do? And we had the list. And then I threw out a few from the list, and it was either this or you were like, or Volcano, which was not on the list. <laughs> and I wrote to you, Volcano has never had more heat than <laughs> you being like working your way up to watching Volcano and me waiting for the reaction to yeah. Volcano. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I like shows more for movies that don't deserve shows. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, that almost makes it more fun for me every once in a while. That may be the rest of F This Movie, because I feel like we've covered all the movies that need shows. Pretty much, yeah. Everything from here on out is going to be Volcano This, Johnny Mnemonic That. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also thought this was a 98 movie, so I was like, 25th anniversary, baby? No. Yeah. No. We missed it by a year. Yeah. Well, it's okay. Damn it. I still haven't seen Dante's Peak either. Uh, I'll I get wanted to that. watch it before yeah. this, but I didn't have time. Yeah, um, it's interesting because for movies with such similar storylines, they really are different okay. in a lot of ways. Okay. So, yeah. I felt like this one had more star power in 97. I felt like this yeah. was the Armageddon. Yeah, yeah. Definitely Dante's Peak is the deep impact. It's more like scientific, like kind of conscious. Right. Um. John Favreau gets blown off a mountain. I wish that would make it a little <laughs> bit better. Um, yeah, it doesn't have like a real deep cast. It's like okay. Pierce Brosnan, Linda Hamilton, and then it's like a drop off, and it's like Grant Heslov is maybe like your biggest <laughs> actor in it. So wow, yeah. I, I mean, nothing against Linda Hamilton. I love Linda Hamilton, but a '97 Linda Hamilton like mm-hmm. is already a little bit of a drop off. Yeah. Yeah, um, but she's like the best thing in that movie, sure, at sure, least sure. performance-wise. Because maybe hot take, I like Pierce Brosnan enough, but I like Pierce Brosnan fifty percent as much as I think that I'm supposed to like Pierce. No, Brosnan. that's fair. I, I think don't... that he's just kind of a suit a little bit, like okay. a, a pretty boy in a suit, and I think he's very likable. But everything is like he's bond because he'll look good in the watch ads more than sure. like that sure. he's the right bond do you stuff. like him in like uh thomas crown affair no but i don't really like thomas crown affair interesting i like renee russo 
uh, horned up, um, but I don't really like Thomas. <laughs> oh, Prime I like that movie. Yeah, no, I think we talked about that when we did like a nine for ninety nine, and okay. that was like kind of um, a disappointment for me that I wasn't expecting. Where I thought like, oh, I yeah, of course I like Thomas Crownifier, and then when I watched it, I was just like, yeah, no, not, not so much. <laughs> Directed by Basics, Johnny McTiernan. Yeah, that's what he's best known for. Basic. <laughs> Basic. Basic. Yeah. Uh, hey, Adam, have you seen anything good lately? Sure. Um, <laughs> so I, I'll talk about uh, a few of them. Right. So I, I watched To Die For yesterday. Um, it was my first time watching that in a really long time. Um, I think I saw it on VHS, uh, like when it first came out on rental and I was probably 13 or so. It's a good age for it. Yeah. it was. <laughs> so I enjoyed it at the time. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I really liked it this time and was really able to appreciate just how good the Nicole Kidman performance yeah. is, especially in relation to, I think like her other performances later on. I think this might be my favorite performance of hers yeah ever. i could see it's that it's just like really good she just seems and just reading about it a little bit it's like a movie that she really kind of went after and she really wanted to do this and um like gus van zandt kind of like was won over by her pitch for how she wanted to do it um but i was also surprised by how much it felt like a tim burton movie Interesting. in certain ways like i was curious if it was like the same production designer or what it's gotta be just the danny elfman score because okay. it's very burn-esque okay um but that like oompa, 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 oompa. yeah it was okay. like mm. <laughs> it's like a lot of that um but uh i don't know i think it kind of lends the movie like a sort of kind of comedic sensibility that like if this were told straight which it very easily could have been yeah 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 um i think it would have been kind of tough to watch right. it would have been like a Larry Clark type. Well, now movie. it would be a three-part Netflix miniseries. Yeah, yeah, or like yeah, like a true crime type right. of thing. It would be like the Dahmer series or something <laughs> like that. But um, Evan Peters as Casey Affleck. <laughs> Evan Peters as Suzanne Stone. <laughs> uh, she's a boy. Um, <laughs> now I yeah, I, it's like Ryan Murphy really needs to branch out with his casting. <laughs> Uh, no, I really, I, but I really liked it. It was a good revisit. Was that like before Nicole Kidman was really being taken seriously as an actor? I feel like it I think was. So. Yeah, because yeah. there's um, no reason she shouldn't have been nominated for that movie. And I feel like if no. she gave that same performance in 2023, she absolutely would be. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, because she had been really good in... She was like in a lot of programmers leading yes. up to that. And yeah. she was always good in them. Right. But yeah, she was always kind of in the shadow of Tom Cruise or seen sort of as up and coming maybe. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, after To Die For, it's like she started maybe doing kind of more serious-minded, sober, auteur-ish movies because it was like Portrait of a Lady, um, Eyes Wide Shut, of course. Yeah, I think that's the movie that like that's really where it turns. You think kind of turn like between okay. that and like. Moulin Rouge and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. 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 So, but, uh, yeah. Cause I don't know. I mean, like, not that I'm saying, like, I miss this Nicole Kidman because I think she's consistently good. Yeah. Even though mo yeah. Uh, there's a lot of movies she did a lot, especially there was like a long stretch of 
years in the 2000s where I was just like, oh, it's another like Nicole Kidman sad bastard movie. Yes. She but, makes a lot of those. Yeah. But um, it's fun going back to watching those early movies. Right. Like, she's so, like, the reason why I watched the movie was because they're doing a double feature of it at the New Beverly. With Practical Magic. With Practical Magic, which is a garbage movie that I hate completely. Imagine if they were yeah. doing it with like malice that's what i was gonna say like yes. that's the movie to do it with because right. she's equally like you get why guys and, would yeah. fall for her yes. into her her web of deceits and everything but yeah that's the one to do it I they're both agree. columbia movies so what right? are we doing blew it yeah mm-hmm. oh well oh well yeah i need to rewatch to die for for sure it's good yeah yeah um and then i watched uh i rewatched a couple of oh three movies um, or I, one was a rewatch, one was new. The new one was A Man Apart. Oh, yeah. F. Gary Gray. Yeah. Um, it's not good. No. But I will say this. So sometimes you're like, F. Gary Gray, and sometimes you're like, <laughs> F. Gary Gray. Um, and this was one of the latter. Um, All right. And I, yeah, F. This movie is now just the movies of F. Gary Gray. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I... I didn't like the movie. I it's another contraband situation where I'm just like the villain can't get arrested at the end of a man <laughs> apart. I'm like you killed the cop from NYPD Blue. You can't do that. Who's the you cop get, from NYPD? Uh I forgot what her name was. Oh, okay. But uh she was in like the later years. I think she was one of Is she Vin like, Diesel's wife in the movie? Yeah. Okay. But she was like in the um Mark Paul Gosler oh. stage of NYPD Blue. Got it. Um and uh, yeah, I I kind of it made me a little nostalgic for the time when Vin Diesel was doing movies like this, giving varied performances yeah. in different kinds of movies. Exactly. Yes. So like, even though the movie's not successful, right. I I appreciate the effort, and I would be like thrilled if he did another Man Apart. Me too. As long um, as he didn't yeah. just play it as Dominic Toretto. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um. And then the one that I watched that I, it was rewatched, but it was my first time seeing it since 03 was Anger Management, <laughs> yeah. which um, I remember being like way more disappointed by in 03 than I should have been. Okay. Like, because it was coming off of Punch Drunk Love. Right. And I felt like between that and between Jack Nicholson being yes. in there, that yes. it was going to be... This was going like, to be the Happy Madison movie that was, like, good. Yeah, it yeah. was going to be, like, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Right, right, like, right, the right. one that's right. like the classic of this decade of the Sandler comedies. And it's just Mr. Deeds. It's just, <laughs> I mean, like, it's bad. And the thing that I find most interesting about it is, I mean, it's not surprising that it operates in its own reality, like where, like how could all of this happen? But I just could not get over like how expensive all of this must've been for Marissa Tomei to set up (laughs) because that's like the, the conceit is like, you know, he shouldn't need anger management. He's like a, a kind of a, you know, a sad sack, mellow guy who doesn't get mad at people. But he turns his anger inward and everything like that. And Marissa Tomei sets up this ruse with Jack Nicholson to get him out of his shell, basically, and not be a pushover and things like that. And that's kind of the whole thing. 
but like it involves like on the field stunts at Yankees games and it involves like so much thing so many things like this would cost this ruse would cost like $75,000 minimum. Well, it's, it culminates with yeah. him jumping off a building on his birthday, right? <laughs> I don't know what that's reference. <laughs> Have you seen the game? I haven't. No. Oh, all right, I just ruined the well, game. Now I don't need you. to see it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Yeah, it was it. a good joke, anyone who saw the game. Yeah, I was waiting until its 27th <laughs> anniversary to see the game. Anyways, um, yeah, so I mean, anger management is just like not great at all. Weirdly so. enough, my whole house has been on an Adam Sandler kick because okay. Rosie's obsessed with The Wedding Singer. So yeah. last week she watched Blended at the same time that Charlie was in his room watching I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry, which he came across on his own because it's on Netflix. Sure. At the same time that I started rewatching Just Go With It, like when I was going to sleep one night. <laughs> also with like, Nicole Kidman, <laughs> weirdly. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I didn't even make it to Kidman. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I put it on because Brooklyn Decker kind of reminds me of Erica. Okay. I liked that, but I, I made it 10 minutes and then I went yeah. to sleep. But yeah. a lot of Sandler going on in this house, so anger management, it's only a matter of time. Good. Good. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. Um, but I have been fascinated by these 03 comedies that I'm revisiting because it's like some of them are the exact same movie I remember from 03, like old school, where I'm just like, I don't want to like this, but I kind of do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some of them are just like... American Wedding is still garbage. Ugh. Like, anger management is still bad. Um, but, like, I was like, maybe I'll turn the corner on anger management because early in the year I watched, like, Bruce Almighty. And I was just like, why is this great? And it's not. <laughs> it's not. But, like, in that moment I was just like, this is just a classy screenplay. I'm like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm like, Jennifer Aniston could have been nominated for Golden Globe for this. Like, she could have been for Just Go With It, to be honest. Yeah. She, like – is giving a shit in that movie. It's interesting because it's almost like when the boys are fucking around. Yes. She's just like, I'll be over here like saving your movie. I will quietly. make this shit work. Yeah. 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 So um I then, miss comedies, by the way. Yeah. Like a lot of comedies came out in two thousand three. Yeah, that was um kind of a topic over the weekend because that Jennifer Lawrence comedy right? trailer came out and it looked pretty funny. About a nineteen year old who won't fuck Jennifer Lawrence? Yeah. Okay. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. It's her greatest science fiction since Passengers. Mm -hmm. I heard something. I don't know if this is true, but I heard something like she fired her agency because all they wanted to do was like keep putting her in the stuff that she had been in. And she's just like, I want to do body stupid comedies. Awesome. So I'm just like, yes, please bring do it. That. Bring it. Yeah. Um, and then I watched Internal Affairs for the first time. Yes. It only took me 33 years. <laughs> 33rd anniversary of internal affairs i think i had it on my dvr for 31 of those 33 <laughs> years <laughs> i just so i watched it on vhs back in the day yeah. but then it was recently part of that after dark neo-noir box set that imprint put out so mm -hmm. i just watched it like around christmas time when i was sick and i was staying up all night and i was like all in on internal affairs so yeah. i'm dying to hear what you thought um i liked it but not as much as I thought that I was going to. Okay. Um, it is different than what I had in my head because I thought it was going to be much more akin to unlawful entry type movie. Okay. Training day maybe. Okay. But this is more like an indie movie than that just happens to be distributed by yeah. Paramount than yeah. like a 
like a mainstream Mike version Figgis, of this movie. Baby. Yeah, it's got to be the. I think, the, and this might even be like the only the first or second Mike Figgis movie I ever saw. But leaving, um, leaving Las Vegas, you've seen at least two. I have. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think of what else. I think I saw like scenes in One Night Stand, but then when he did it, I was just like, <laughs> well, there goes the air in the room. Like, I'm like, was a will they or won't they? And then they did. I'm just like, no, thank you. Um, That's Snipes, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like Snipes and Kinski, I think. And Ming Na and Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Pre comeback. Yeah. Okay. Um, Never saw it. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, the Richard Gere performance is good. It's not, like, breathless good. Sure. Where, like, I'm just... Where he's, like, shot out of a cannon. It's interesting yeah. that he's uh, doing this movie, like, right on the heels of Pretty Woman. It's, yeah. like... A yeah. re- and I think this was, like, his comeback period, like, yeah. in 1990. Um and I liked Andy Garcia. I love his intensity. Giving the most intense performance yeah. this side of Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. Um, it's such a 90 movie because it's like he slaps Nancy Travis in a restaurant and like a scene later she's just like, it's fine. <laughs> it's like, no, it's not Nancy Travis. If you need me, I'll be with Jim Belushi. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Every time I want to write off Jim Belushi, I'm just like... Motherfucker, you like Mr. Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> that movie's not bad. It is good. Yeah. It's good. It's yeah. like, it's a wonderful life. Right? He's our Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's why when I watched It's a Wonderful Life, I'm like, this is fucking Mr. Destiny. <laughs> anyway. Um, so I, yeah, I, I don't know. It was fine. All right. It yeah, had a lot so. of good, like, it had a big cast. Like, yeah, like deep, deep cast. William of like, Baldwin yeah. just floating around. Uh, Annabella Shiora. I mean, it's just yeah, early for her, right? Really early. Yeah, yeah pre uh, hand that rocks the cradle. Wow. Yeah. yeah. What was her like breakout movie? I don't totally know. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jungle Fever. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, that was like a year later. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then I did a one-two punch of movies you've told me about for years to finally watch. Oh, boy. Um, Excessive Force. Yes. With Thomas Ian Griffith and The Taking of Beverly Hills with Ken Wall. <laughs> yes. Um, so I'll start with Excessive Force because okay. that's the one I watched first. Yes. Um, you pretty much know my thoughts because I was texting them to you. <laughs> I found it very amusing just how large... Thomas Ian Griffith is, and it's he not is a Sasquatch. Yeah, and it's not like he's heavy. No. It's just that he's eight feet tall. It's like watching a giraffe do Pilates yep. when he kicks people. <laughs> it's like he starts the kick in Fort Wayne and it finishes in Louisville. It's like it's like in Street Fighter Two, the Ultimate Edition, when you're playing Doslam and you just stand on one side of the screen and then you can punch the other guy on the other end of the screen. I will take your word for it. And it's not just like his height, it's like his width too. Like if he were sitting on a metro train, he would take up the entire seat with his shoulders. Right. If he was leaning against a wall, somebody would lean against his shoulder thinking it was still the wall. I mean, he's just a giant man. I think the movie makes such a strong case for him as an action hero because he can handle the action. He does all the you know kicks and stuff himself. He wrote the script, so he knows how to do it. Yeah. He's playing piano. He's fucking Charlotte Lewis. Like He definitely yeah. positioned this as, like, this is my vanity project. Yeah. The problem is he's just too fucking 
big and tall yeah. to take seriously as an action hero. I find it so fascinating because both of these movies I was reading were meant to be franchise starters. Like, he was supposed to be um, New Line Cinema's Steven Seagal. I'm in. And it just didn't happen because yeah. um, I think this movie like barely got released I in think theaters. It, yeah, like a couple theaters yeah. nationwide and then went like straight to HBO or something. Yeah. Shit. So I don't know. I mean, like I wanted to like it more. Okay. But I thought that it was amusing because it's just him kicking people yes. all the time. A lot of kicking. And there's a couple scenes where he holds like a gun and it looks like like he's holding the world's tiniest Sunday from Ed Bevix. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Yet bullets are coming out of it. It's like kind of crazy. It's like when King Kong is holding Fay Ray. <laughs> it's weird. Um, I watched it with Mike and yeah. halfway through we were like, I forget what city this is supposed to be in. And I swear at that point forward, yeah. every mention in every line of dialogue is about Chicago. And it's yeah. just all Chicago skyline. Yeah. And Oprah shows up. She didn't show up. But mm -hmm. just everything about it is like, by the way, we're in Chicago. Yeah. Like, whoops, I fucked that up. I do appreciate that he kills the main villain by kicking him off of a roof. Yes. Because it's just like all leading Another up to deep this. bench. You got Burt Young and yeah. Earl Brown and Charlotte Lewis and Tony Todd mm -hmm. and Henriksen. Yeah. I mean, somehow can go to toe to massive toe with Thomas Ian Griffith. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> and then... Um, so that was the appetizer. The main course was the taking of Beverly Hills. Um, you wrote a heavy action about it. Yeah. I read it. Okay. You completely undersold the taking <laughs> of Beverly Hills. It's one of the best movies I've ever seen in my entire life. It's from 91, which is yeah. the golden year of action movies. Ken Wall is instantly winning. Yes. I don't know why. Because no, he doesn't do anything. He limps. To like, that's one, you mentioned that in the article. Yeah. That's one thing, maybe because I've been so gimpy lately, but like, I, when he's you like. You saw yourself in him. <laughs> when, he, when he's just like, hold on. If we're going to do this, I got to give myself a cortisone shot first because I can't, <laughs> I can't move otherwise. Um, but uh, like, this was also like a murderer's row year or fall for Harley Jane Kozak because it was like I read this and Necessary Roughness came out on the same day. OMG. And then All I Want for Christmas came out like a month you later. HJK double feature. And even when I was like eight or nine, I was always like, man, she's hot. I like I just oh, really I've liked I just always liked Harley Jane Kozak. And she's like, I think in Necessary Roughness, after she hooks up with Scott Bakula, I think she wears his football jersey. Yes, and th in this, she's wearing yeah. Ken Wallace football jersey yeah. before the jacuzzi, and there's nobody who's looked better in a football jersey <laughs> who, than Harley Jane Kozak. Like, if NFL teams want to trade up in the draft to draft a QB at number one, I would strongly <laughs> suggest Harley Jane Kozak. Um, so I, but the, everything about the movie like worked for me. Like yeah. the weird Matt Frewerness of it all. Oh boy. Um, the, did you watch the trailer by any chance where he like narrates no. in the trailer? Yeah. Matt nar Frewer narrates. Oh, oh no. He narrates the movie. He narrates the movie, I'm which was a, late, a last minute ad. I of heard. Of course. Um, they had, uh, I forgot he narrates the movie. Yeah. I mean, they have bow, like, bow, 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 bow. so like everything he, everything Ken Wall does is football related. 
Every line is a football pun. He's throwing bombs, be- like yeah. their Hail Mary passes. Yes. Um, While Faith No More's epic plays. Faith No More's epic, Janet Jackson's Black Cat. Yeah. I mean, it's everything I want in a movie. It's the reason I bought a region-free Blu-ray player. Yes, nice. Because it was not available no. domestically yeah. on DVD or Blu-ray. It's how I discovered the new Beverly years ago because they were showing it and okay. I was Googling it because I was trying to see it. And I yeah. was like, there's a theater in Los Angeles that's fucking showing the taking of Beverly Hills. Yeah. And then they released it on Blu-ray in Germany. So I got a region-free Blu-ray player just so I could import it so I could finally see it. Yeah. And immediately fell in love with it. And I just love how at first, so like halfway through the movie, I'm just like, I don't get the Robert Davi character at all because he's an NFL owner. If you're an owner of an NFL team, you have to be worth maybe a, at least a billion dollars. Even in 91, you <laughs> like hundreds of millions of dollars. But this plan is to steal hundreds of millions of dollars in Beverly Hills, but you have to split it like 50 ways <laughs> right. between these cops. Right. So I'm just like, you could increase the <laughs> value of your team more easily than doing this and not break the law. So like that was confusing. Yeah. But then like at the end, like they revealed this plan where it has to do with like an insurance scheme by like ripping off a painting from the side of a building and burying it so I he could collect on the insurance and stuff. I'm just like I'm like, this only makes sense because we built up to this for 90 minutes. Like, if you said, like, this was my plan at the top, I'd be like, what are you talking about? Like, simplify this plan. But then by the end of it, I'm like, oh, this makes sense now. <laughs> and Davi has asthma. And it's yeah. just like, yeah. One of my favorite Die Hard ripoffs because it's Die Hard it's, in Beverly Hills. It's so good. Yeah, it's really fun. It's just really, really good. Yeah. Sydney J. Fury, baby. Yeah, I almost watched Superman 4 uh, the other day. I mean, the timing would be right between yeah. us watching Superman 3 for at this movie fest and your newfound love of the taking of Beverly Hills. Yeah, my new unknown love of Superman 3. Right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You didn't really reply to this, but like, I think Superman 3 is my favorite standing Superman right now. That, I'm, I'm, that's fine. Because for some reason, I've never seen two. I've seen one, three, four. When I was little, I was convinced two is the best. Two is not the best. Okay. Um, one's like my hang up with it, and I, I think I could probably get over it if I saw it like in a theater, is just like it's so 70s yeah, looking. Yeah. yeah. Um, Especially once you get to Metropolis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Four, I remember, it was like one of the first movies I remember seeing in a movie theater um, and not understanding what was going on because I was like, I love movies. Do I like this? (laughs) Like, I was like really confused. Yeah. And I was just like checking in with my dad. I'm like, you're a better arbiter of (laughs) movies. Is this what a good movie is? Did he explain the whole canon situation? He, he did, did that not. help? No, <laughs> no, no. We just took canon as a given at that time. <laughs> um, so it was weird, but yeah, I uh, I do want to watch Superman four again. It's not great, but no. uh, I'm sure I've told this story on the podcast. When I was a kid, I was dying to see Dragnet. It yeah. finally came to the second row theater by my house. Yeah, I was going to go with my friends, and then the day of, my mother discovered I would have been. 10 years old mm-hmm. uh, she discovered it was pg-13 and she said no dice no oh, okay. but instead here's i don't know 20 dollars for you and your brother and your two sisters to walk to the theater to see superman 4 you can buy popcorn and drinks like to go to a movie and get snacks was such a big deal for me yeah 
and to go to a, a movie with just my siblings, this might be the only time we ever did it mm-hmm. in my life. And yeah. so I will always love Superman 4 for that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But it's garbage. <laughs> no, I, I mean, yeah, I don't remember it being particularly good. No. But if I'm ever going to be more forgiving of it, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to be right now yes. because I'm on a high of Superman three of all things and so. Sidney J. Fury and Sidney J. Fury. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's my Fury Road. <laughs> That'll be a Friday night double feature. Is <laughs> the Fury, Fury Road? <laughs> it's Beverly Hills and Superman four. We'll do it outdoor I and watch indoor. That shit. Oh. We could get Mark Pillow to show up and introduce it. Yeah, exactly. Um, anything else? No, that's it. That's it. All right, what do I got? Uh, I rewatched, and I think I was texting you about this. Um, falling down. Yeah. For maybe the second time in my life. Okay. Um. And the first time, famously, is the movie that I walked to the Woodfield 1 and 2 from my house like in Elk Grove to go see. Yeah. So it's the, like the hardest I've ever worked to see a movie because I was so desperate to see Falling Down. Because yeah. I thought it was a movie about Michael Douglas like being fed up and taking on the man. Because mm-hmm. it's like the commercial is he wants breakfast, but it's after 11. And yeah. give me breakfast. I have a gun. Yeah. And then I go see it, and it's actually about him like having a breakdown mm-hmm. and... Uh, it's this weirdly depressing dark movie. It was unhinged before unhinged. <laughs> he was defense before yeah. defense. I don't yeah. know what that means. Yeah. Um, I was texting you because I was like, "Yeah, I'm still. This movie's still really ugly and unpleasant." Yeah, especially when we get to like the Frederick Forrest of it all. Is he supposed to be like kind of like a militant guy? I forgot what Frederick Forrest. Yeah, is he to be like in it. ties Michael Douglas up and is okay. like calling him gay slurs and like. Oh, uh, right. he's, okay. Yeah, he's a nightmare person. Okay, so he's the opposite of him in Valley Girl. Correct. Okay. The opposite of him in maybe every other movie. Actually, I think he's yeah. always kind of a hippie guy, mm-hmm. uh, but not so much in Falling Down. By the end, I was weirdly into it because I was like. It gets to this moment where Michael Douglas very sincerely asks, am I the bad guy? Like, and doesn't realize it. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's really interesting. And Robert Duvall has sort of an interest. I'm not a huge Robert Duvall guy, but he has like an interesting parallel character arc as the cop who's going after this guy on his last day of work. Mm -hmm. He's supposed to be behind a desk. His wife doesn't want him getting into danger, but he's like insistent on going out and catching this guy. It's, it's much better than i remember it being okay that's good yeah i haven't seen it in a long time but i'm interested in watching it again yeah it was a it was a two dollar half price books purchase nice yeah so i was happy with that yeah um i finally saw the Nicolas cage western the old way which Mm -hmm. came out earlier this year Anthony King talked about it a couple weeks ago and said it was not worth a $20 rental, which was the only way to see it. And he is correct. It was not worth a $20 rental, but it was worth the $250 I spent on it at the Redbox. Okay. It's very old-fashioned. Um, it's kind of limited by the budget. Like, you can't make a really great-looking Western mm-hmm. for the amount of money that they had to spend. The editing is kind of bad in the movie. Everything else about it, I think, works. It's an interesting story. It's basically just Death Wish in the Old West. Okay. Uh, but he has – Nicolas Cage has a daughter with him, and she's the girl who played the lead in the Firestarter remake. I can't remember her name. Okay. Um, 
Did you see News of the World? Yeah. I thought it would pair really well with News of the World in terms of being this Western about these men with these kids that they kind of don't want, don't know what to do with, and mm-hmm. learning, you know, this father-daughter relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's one of these movies that, like, if it was just a Western that had come out in 1955 and Kino Lorber put it out, we'd all be jerking off all over it and talking about how great it is, you know? <laughs> But it comes out in 2023. I think I've picked up, jerked (laughs) off all over Kino Lorber's at Half Braze books before, and I put them back. I'm like, oh, do you have any not jerked off? Sometimes they discount them, and I'm willing. I have bleach at home. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, You know, I just, I think it's a solid Western. Nicolas Cage is good, if a little bit anachronistic at times. because I don't, you know, he's hard to buy in a period movie. There's something inherently contemporary about him, I think. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I liked it overall. I thought it was good. So Travolta Cage, Old Way, or In the Valley of Violence? In the Valley of Violence okay. is a better movie, I think. My guy won. Yeah, he sure did. <laughs> he sure as shit did. Yeah. Um, and then I saw a movie that I know you saw. Oh, wait, let's. We don't need to talk about what love is, but I want to give a quick shout out. <laughs> I didn't bring that up because I was just like, Patrick's just going to turn a whole this show. into like a Pomero thing where like this is going to be like my <laughs> my I, You Love Friday. What number was it? Seven. Seven. I'm like, this is my Friday. Seven. <laughs> so I'm just like, if he's going to do it, then he's going to do it. But I'm not going to like volunteer it. It's a whole show yeah. and we're not going to do a whole show on it. But also like. I couldn't even really describe to you what's so crazy about it. You had to see it for yourself. Yeah, it might be the movie with the most words. Yeah. It's just like all all monologues. Yeah. Nonstop. Yeah. Like basically one set. Um, It pulverizes you. Oh, my gosh. And it's really shrill and obnoxious. But but after that, Tubi auto-played uh, The Groomsmen mm-hmm. by Eddie Burns, and I rewatched The Groomsmen, and I was like, this is such a solid movie and such yeah. a nice, like, weird flip side of the coin to what love is, because there's actually a lot of parallels between the two. Mm-hmm. I need to see it. I haven't seen it. It's good. Is it's Lillard a- in both? Yes. Okay. And Lillard is awesome in Groomsmen and yeah. repellent. And, I mean, he plays the part well. Yeah. But it's a repellent character that he's asked to play. In What Love Is. In What Love Is. Yes. But he's awesome in Groomsmen. He's, like, got his shit together in such a way. Yeah. Speaking of Lillard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weirdly enough, when I do the 2K stuff for 2004, I might be, like, like the one where I'm just like, ooh, I get to rewatch so-and-so. Yeah. I'm like, I want to rewatch Without a Paddle. Interesting. He's good in that. Like, really good. I saw it opening night and do not remember it. I remember hearing... I was watching this um, YouTube show I watch sometimes uh, called... Reserved Seating. Reserves. That's all I watch. (laughs) My life is really closed loop. (laughs) Um, Damn it. I watch it all the time, but I forgot what the name of it is. Um, So... Oh, the thing with two heads. Oh, it's yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. Sean, Clark Sean Clark and, and uh, the other guy, the makeup guy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Chris something. Chris Nelson. Okay. Um, and they had Matthew. One of their early episodes was Matthew Lillard is a client of Sean Clark's for convention appearances. So they did an interview with him. And Matthew Lillard was talking about how, like, what a kind of weird pivot 
uh, or pivotal movie without a paddle was in his career where he's like, I was in the number one, like a movie that was number one at the box office for like a week or two weeks in 2004. And then for six years, I could not get a job. And he's and how weird that was yeah. where it's like in his own way, it's like he aged out of Hollywood okay. and didn't get picked up again for something until like the descendants. Yeah. And that was when he kind of said like a movie kind of saved him in terms of like wanting to act. So, wow. And that he was like almost ready to work for like his his father-in-law with like his father-in-law's business and stuff like that. He was going to like give up acting. Holy shit. Yeah. So I don't know. Lillard's great. He is great. I really yeah. like him. Yeah. I wonder if he goes to Flashback this year because there's some screen people. And if he's there, do we get a What Live, Love Is poster <laughs> sign? Can you do the speech about how you hate gay people, please? Can you write one of your monologues and then sign your name? <laughs> it's like, are we the? Is this the podcast with the most Mars Callahan coverage? I hope so. <laughs> Unless he has a podcast, Mission yeah. to Mars. Yeah, I like uh, his box set, Men Are From Mars. <laughs> Speaking of Lillard, though, I just want to yeah. give a shout out to The Groomsmen. You should watch it. Yeah, it's, I will. It's really I good. I will. We um, need to do an Eddie Byrne show. And then like yeah. when I do that, like... We'll, we'll we'll watch the groomsman. I'm in. Cover it. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Lillard, we saw Scream Six. Yeah. So I um didn't like it as much as you did. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't like five as much as you did. Right. And I didn't like five that much upon seeing it once. Yeah. I was like that was okay. Yeah. And then I watched it a couple more times, and now I'm in on it. Okay. Here's the thing. So like I don't it, like Scream Three. I just know all in. I don't like. Yes. Um, <laughs> Scream 4, Heather Wixon uh, kind of helped me get there. Yeah. And I, I do like a lot of things in it. There was stuff from the beginning I always liked. Like, I love Je- uh, Emma Roberts' take on a ghost face. I just love how nuts she – because for at that time, she had never, like, gone all in in a movie right, like that right. before. So I was just like, where has this Emma Roberts been hiding? Because this is great. Um, and then I think, you know, even though I don't maybe love the portrayal of it, but like it was ahead of its time for a lot of stuff. Yes. Um, Scream 5, I just didn't really care for. However, I'll sometimes, because Scream 6 is out, like this weekend I was like catching a couple of clips here and there on YouTube. And I'm just like, this is kind of fun. Like, this isn't as bad as I remember it being. And like, I like Jack Quaid in this a lot mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, so I think I'm maybe like warming up to Scream 5 a little bit. Scream 6, I kind of have a similar feeling where I'm just like not there yet. Yeah. But I described it to you in two ways. One is um, I am always excited when a new Scream comes out. Yeah. So there's something to be said for that. Absolutely. Even if I didn't like the last one, I'm always excited that there's a new one. Yeah. Um, and then also, um, I think I need to get over the not my scream mentality. And the more times I have this core four, I will get used to them and I will yeah. grow to appreciate them. It's just kind of like similar to like the Tom Holland Spider-Man or the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man. I was just like, I've got my Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, this is the one I like. Like, I'm good. Right. I kind of had that with Scream where okay. I'm just like, one and two are my Scream movies. Like, I don't need any other ones. Yeah. But that doesn't mean these are bad. It's just that they're yeah. not for me yet. Right. And that's yeah. totally understandable. Yeah. I, I In some ways, I think six will like make me like five even a little bit more because I was not... 
I didn't love the, is it Melissa Barrera? Yeah. I didn't love her performance or her character mm-hmm. in five. Yeah. I think she's a lot stronger in six. I think it helps that she's given a little more to do. Uh, and she, I think it will make me like her better in five. Yeah. She had a kind of tough job in five. Yeah. Because she has to like, I remember in five, she's got the monologue to Jenna Ortega about how she found out that she was Billy Loomis's daughter. And I'm just like, she's not selling this. Yeah. It feels very like not lived in at all. It right. feels like you're giving a speech. Right. And I think that it's kind of more natural in six. Yes. So I like that she's kind of, you know, and it's the thing like with television, the more times you, you play a character, you get, it becomes more you in yeah. there too. And it's more seamless. So, And I think it would help actually scream six, I think would have been better off. I think I said this in a text to you. Yeah. If they were trying to trying less hard to make it your scream by like including Gail Weathers, like yeah. she doesn't need to be in this movie. She's just, very superfluous. In this. Just yeah. focus on the new characters and yeah. like let's move on. And if you want to bring Nev Campbell back because you're going to pay her in the next movie, fine, great. Mm-hmm. But if we've moved on from Sydney, that's okay too. Yeah. I will survive because I like this new cast. And I, I think I said to you yesterday, like, I'm just happy as a horror fan that we have, like, a fucking stupid horror franchise that's up to a part six again, yeah. you know? Because in the 80s, we had lots of franchises that made it really far, and we kind of mm-hmm. don't do that anymore because we are too busy, like, rebooting everything and remaking everything. Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm happy to – I'm sure there's going to be a Scream 7, and I will be super excited for it. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'll be there the first night it opens. I don't think the New York stuff works super well. Well, they didn't even film it there. Right. I mean, you could tell yeah. when the credits came up. I was like, so they showed Jason Takes Manhattan at one point on a TV. Yeah. And you laugh because you think, that didn't take place in New York. Mm-hmm. And then you're watching the credits and you're like, well, this was clearly shot in Canada. Yeah. All these names are French. The bodega scene is good. It's in the trailers. The subway scene is good. subway scene is good. It's in the trailers. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, the best New York stuff is in the trailers. Yeah, yeah. I'm not... Except for the fight on the top of the Statue of Liberty. (laughs) That was good. Yeah, that was good. (laughs) And then it started moving, like Ghostbusters 2. I'm like, Magneto was there. It was a whole thing. Yeah, I did the DiCaprio snap point. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I kind of also wish that they didn't have a Randy type in this. Sure. Because I think that they're good enough on their own without needing yeah. that because yeah. it's just all I'm doing is just like, like rolling my eyes, checking my non-existent watch, <laughs> like while she goes into the rules and stuff. I'm just like, oh, well, enough already. And this is not a spoiler. Yeah. There's an ending scene that goes on for far too long that like calls back a bunch of stuff that we've already put together ourselves. Like I can't be more specific without spoiling anything, but I was very frustrated that they're afraid we won't get all the ties back to the rules and all that stuff. So they have characters articulate it. And I'm like, no, 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 I I got it all. You don't have to spell it out. I'm good. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I don't think that the audience would be as forgiving of this as I am maybe, but like, you don't need to do, you're not the meta series anymore. Right. Like that was its own thing. But like, if you just say, okay, we're slashers and ghost faces, the common thread. And like, this is the group of heroes and everything like that. I'm great with that. Like right. that's that's better for you. Then you don't have yes. to live in the shadow of right. of like 
Because then it's just turning into like, you know, the Friedberg and Seltzer. Like, what do we spoof this time? Like, what are we? It's like, <laughs> let's came have out Kim a... Kardashian get kicked in the balls. Yeah, it's just like last year was requels. This year's we're in the IP franchise. It's right. just like, it was a year ago. We don't, they, they, it, <laughs> things didn't change that much since then. We don't need to like comment on horror anymore. Right, right, so, yeah. right, right. Anyway. Yeah. 44 minutes into the show. Let's talk about Volcano. <laughs> well, that sounds right, right? <laughs> this is good because now we only have to do a tight 16 on yeah, Volcano. <laughs> exactly. Um, so uh, as we started with the um, Johnny Mnemonic show and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 show, yeah. these are the pull quotes from the newspaper ad for Volcano. <laughs> Sweet. Um, so you can say if you agree or do not agree. All right. All right. Um, Richard Corliss, Time Magazine. Okay. Wow. A fan. You'll have a hell... <laughs> Dash lava time. <laughs> he needs to fuck off into the sun for that. Didn't he pass away? Maybe. So I hope he's in hell. <laughs> now we know he's in the sun. <laughs> um, Paul W. S. Wond- Anderson. Paul Wonder. Oh, Paul Wonder. I wish he's that was his name. Paul Wonder. <laughs> um, w B A I Radio. All right. Uh, has the same so you one. go Time Magazine, yeah. WBAI Radio. A little bit of a drop-off, but okay. <laughs> Explosively entertaining, an eye-popping thriller. Uh, I mean, do people really write this shit? They sure did. Um, what does it even mean? I get that the one extra was definitely eye-popping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll just cover that now because I, I, I would say we'll get to that, but will we? I don't know. There's a couple things worth noting in this movie. One is when the second eruption happens. Yeah. They cut to the um the office where Don Cheadle and Tommy Lee Jones it's is like command car- central command center. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um and there's a group of extras watching what's going on on monitors. Um most of the extras have uh reactions that make sense. One extra in the front center um can only be described as making a face <laughs> that looks appropriate as a caricature drawing on a Universal Studios 1990 brochure when totally. Jaws jumps out of the water. <laughs> I did not notice it during the movie. Adam sent me a picture, <laughs> like great extra work, and I've not been able to think about anything else because it's unreal yeah. that nobody asked for a second take. We can tweet out the picture of that. Oh, yeah. Um, and then also... Somebody's reaction is going to be that when they see the volcanoes this week's show. Um, and then the second one is when Tommy Lee Jones is describing to the team that is on the ground about how to redirect the lava flow so that it doesn't keep pouring down like busy streets. Um, he describes a cul-de-sac that they need to make. Yeah. Um, but the drawing is of a dick. <laughs> like, it's like... A la- it's like a a, a vertical <laughs> a vertical hallway with a mushroom head and nobody calls attention to we it. We'll tweet that out too. And I'm just like, that is a dick. And it's even funnier because it's like lava exploding, so it's just like lava cannot penetrate burst out of this dick. Like we need to contain all the lava in the dick. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, next quote yeah, yeah, yeah. from Don Stodder from Entertainment Timeout and Network One. Nonstop excitement and suspense. Again, uh, no, I don't agree with that. I think the excitement and suspense stops. Yeah. yeah. And then Jim Ferguson from Preview Channel. Take the ride. Volcano has it all. 
doesn't. Yeah. It has yeah, some. It has like a thing or two, but it doesn't have it all. No, not really. <laughs> and speaking of which, um, this is uh, so it's as we record this, it's three fifty-five p.m. in the afternoon. Yeah. Oh, on, uh, on Oscar Sunday. Um, I have a eBay auction uh, going, and it is for a <laughs> volcano. Uh, here, let me read the headline of it. It is a rare movie promo volcano movie toaster <laughs> that says the coast is toast. And I got an alert at 149 that it is almost yours. It should absolutely just say the toast is toast. Yeah. Yeah. And it has like little foam pieces of toast. That I will put in there and burn. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's for nineteen ninety nine starting bid. What time does it end? Uh, it ends at uh, four thirty two. So, so we've, uh, got, we've got thirty six minutes. We have to fill thirty six minutes on yeah. volcano. I I kind of toyed with this. I thought it would be like a cool like Patriot Games ending okay. where like we get to that and it's just like. Did you win it? And then I just don't say anything, and this goes, <laughs> and it's just like then it's this show's art. <laughs> <laughs> what if we just redirect everyone to a website? Yeah. Uh, so it's like the ending of what was that movie? The Devil Inside or something? <laughs> yeah. It? Yeah, like, yeah. It was something like that. Yeah, where yeah. it's just like for more like go to HTTP. I didn't Colon see that, but I remember me either. I remember I just, that was one of those movies that like inexplicably like grossed like twenty five million dollars yes. its first weekend, and then the second weekend it was like a negative eighty percent because it had like an F Cinema score, but it was the yeah. number one movie. Yeah, yeah. I don't get it, man. No. Um, here's a great pull quote from our beloved Roger Ebert. Did you read his quote for Volcano? Yeah. No, I didn't. The ads say the coast is toast. But maybe they should say the volcano is Drano. Oh, my God. What the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> Quick sidebar. There was a thing in the news this week about Seth Rogen talking about how much it sucks when critics are uh, mean yeah. when it comes to reviews. It wasn't so much. And I think some people misconstrued this. It wasn't so much that like he's like. Everybody should be nice all the time. It's just or the, everybody should like all my movies. Yeah, it's just kind of like the vitriol sometimes seemed over the top comparatively. And I got to say this and I'm a huge fan of Roger Ebert and Gene Sisko, but like when we did that Mean Jeans and stuff, it yeah. inspired me to read a lot of like old Gene Sisko reviews and stuff. People are if anything nice now compared yes. to how they were in like yeah. Pauline Kael was mean. Yes. Gene Siskel was mean and they were personal they and ruined it, careers. Yeah. They were not polite yeah. in anything. So, I mean, it's always been this way, I yes. guess is my point. I, I think it has gotten better. I agree with you. I think so too. Yeah. The volcano is Drano. Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, just that it's like underground in tubes. I get that it rhymes, Roger. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He goes on to say that Dante's yeah. Peak is a better movie. I disagree. Okay. Because they're both not great. But, like, right. Volcano is a lot more fun. It's definitely the Armageddon of yeah. Dante's Peak's deep impact. Okay. Dante's Peak cares more about, like, lost lives and, like, well, the damage I mean, to the environment. Well, I mean, people die in Volcano. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> that's, like, if... It, all of Los Angeles yeah. is swarmed with lava, and you only lost 100 people? You guys did an amazing job. More people die in taking of Beverly Hills, <laughs> <laughs> and they just barricade a block or two. 
<laughs> Let alone lava. Tommy Lee Jones did his job, and he saved. Yeah. Millions of lives. Oh, by I did, drawing dicks. I'm glad that we talked about uh, taking a one, two, three, because this yeah. is the most insane IMDb movie trivia I've ever read. Okay, and this is about taking a Beverly Hills. Oh, nice. Okay, I'll get it in a second. Anyways, um, volcano. Yeah, better Ta- than Dante Speak. Okay. Um, oh, sorry. Here it goes. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, um, let's see. Okay. During the course of the film, a tank is seen to crash through walls. There are a total of 37 damaged walls. The actor Ken Wall, who portrayed Boomer, was 37 years old at the time oh of this film's God. release. His surname is also phonetically similar to the word wall. These people are <laughs> mentally ill. <laughs> I swear. Yeah. Someone made That's that That's some observation. number 23 shit. Yeah. Where it's just yeah. like, how many broken walls are in this? <laughs> that, uh... That's my second to last Schumacher that I need to see. That and Flawless, I think, and then I'm caught up. Yeah, I haven't seen Flawless. Number 23 is uh, a movie that I wanted to enjoy, even if ironically, and it's just bad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I came around on 8mm, and I kind of came around on Falling Down, so I wonder if uh, number 23 is going to... Next, do Columbus. (laughs) (laughs) Um volcano i was so on board with it for the first half because i just was like these are actors that i like seeing pop up even though i'm not like a huge tommy lee jones guy and we need to come back to him okay because he kind of has a shitty career like i think he needs to be Hmm. a supporting role or a character actor because when he goes into movie star mode i Mm -hmm. think his movies kind of suck interesting i don't know i didn't look at his imdb to test this theory okay but i think he's great used certain ways i think that he had some kind of like mystery and darkness to him for a really long time Mm -hmm. i didn't see a lot of his early early stuff i saw rolling thunder but i didn't see like i think he's in coal miner's daughter Mm -hmm. and like a few other early movies the park is mine classic i have not seen that it's actually pretty cool um but like when he's in the package and he's like right. this shadowy government assassin type super mysterious super creepy under siege similar thing but again these are like character parts yeah this isn't like hey tommy lee jones is a movie star the fugitive is kind of like the movie star supporting part and that's where i think that's we where convinced ourselves yeah. right that like hey tommy lee jones should lead movies mm-hmm. and i don't know if he should I'm a fan of his. I think more than you are. I am in the right role. Um, and he's fine in Volcano. He's not what's wrong with Volcano. Yeah. I mean, he does the... One thing that I like that's a difference... Uh, one difference between Dante's Peak and Volcano, and this goes to the lead performance. Um, Pierce Brosnan is more like a scientist in a 1950s movie. Okay. Um, the thing that I, one thing that I like about Volcano is that it's like the city workers angle to the whole thing. Sure. Like there is a, sure. Anne Heche is a scientist, but I think this is much more about, yeah. Yeah. you city know, planning. Like city planning, <laughs> dick drawing, the, uh, the, the tr- public transit people, yes. the fire and uh, the fire department, the police yeah. department, yeah. Racism. We'll get to that. Oh boy, <laughs> Billy Ray wrote this. Billy racism. It's all over. The, as soon as I saw Billy Ray was a writer on this, I was like, that explains all the weird '90s LA racism. 
Yeah, and yet he had like a crazy good run for like five years in the early 2000s. He's a really good writer. Yeah. Shattered Glass and Breach are great. Breach is so good. I still have never seen Shattered Glass. That's an 03. I'm going to do a a 2K replay on. And it's like, yeah, the best Hayden Christensen performance he's ever given. It's amazing. Breach was one of those movies that I went to see very reluctantly, like kicking and screaming because it was just, it was out. We wanted to go see something. And then Mm -hmm. I was like, holy shit, that movie was so good. Mike Scooper blew me away. Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) The... uh, Noah Baumbach kicking and screaming. That's my kicking and screaming guy. Okay. Remind me to tell you my Mike Ditka story. All right. All right. I'll tell you right now. (laughs) People want to hear it. Um, I worked for a technology company right out of college and uh, we're, you know, in the Chicago suburbs. So you could hire Mike Ditka to come in and do public speaking appearances. So like my company did that and I was in the events department. So like my job for the day was to help out Mike Ditka, get him what he needed. I was the photographer. So like they gave me a camera and I just took pictures of everybody hanging out with Mike Ditka. Um, he's awesome. Like Mike Ditka is, um, he's so funny cause he's just so non, no nonsense about everything. Okay. So like we were in a room and the first part of it before he went out to like meet the salespeople and stuff is we were, he had to sign a bunch of memorabilia. So we're in this uh, conference room that's tied to the CEO of the company's office. And I'm in there with him and I'm just like giving, getting him water and just making sure he's okay. And the CEO of the company like was late that day. So he comes in and Mike Dicka goes, you the boss man? <laughs> and then this guy, Paul, he's just like, yeah, that's me. I'm the guy who runs this place. He goes, boss man always come in late. <laughs> and I was just like, yes. <laughs> and then um, and I didn't even dislike Paul. Like Paul was a nice guy. Um, he said something really creepy to me once. But like other than that, it was fine. What did he say? <laughs> we did this thing. We are like there was a – it was like a um, – like almost like a, a work intramurals thing. It was like an athletic competition and there was like a relay race. Like Mr. Mom? Yeah, like Mr. Mom. Okay. And I did the relay race like really, really fast. And then he was just like, you must work out a lot, huh? And oh. I was just like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, um, and then I was taking, so I was taking pictures of Dicka the whole time. And this guy, Harry, who is the vice president... He made a joke when I was taking a picture with him and Ditka, and he goes, now, Adam, don't screw this up. And then Ditka stopped posing and just goes, why the hell would you say that to him? He's been doing great all day. Nice. And I was just like, fuck. Yeah. Thanks for having my back. Yeah. Mike Ditka Bears coach Mike Ditka. Had my back. <laughs> and then he was supposed to be there. And Paul to like, had your front. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh, God. And then he, uh, Mike Ditka, um, and then there was a volcano. <laughs> And then Mike Ditka um, was supposed to be there to, like, talk to the sales team. It was like a rah-rah, like, coach, like, let's have a good end of quarter. Okay. Um, So then Harry's telling him, he's just like, you know, Mr. Ditka, this is what we want you to say, you know, like, get everybody kind of motivated. And then he just goes, you can't motivate people. People got to motivate themselves. And then, like, you could see the color, like, go out of everybody's <laughs> voices and I'm just, faces. And I'm just like, this is great. And then, like, he gets in front of him and then he... <laughs> He was supposed to, like, give a speech. Right. And instead he just goes, who has questions about the Bears? <laughs> <laughs> 
did people have questions about no, the Bears? It yeah. was like 45 minutes straight of questions nice. about the Bears. Yeah, nice. it was great. And he was like holding out his ring for people to see. Nice. And stuff. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. It was cool. Yeah. So Volcano. <laughs> So you didn't want to see Breach, you were kicking Didn't want to see Breach, it ended up being great. Chris yeah. Cooper's really good in it, Ryan Philby's really great. Yeah. Billy Ray adds some racist commentary. It's The movie isn't racist. I mean, the movie is trying to comment on racism. It has a five-year-old's understand. It's it's like worse than Crash in terms of... 100%. Like... And it doesn't need to be here. So no. I'm so on the fence. Am I, I'm a, uh, am I giving it credit for trying to say more? I don't know. Or am I slapping its hand for slapping daring its to? Hand. Okay. Because it's like, okay, so there's one character who is uh, black, and then there's one character who's white. The person who's black is a civilian. The person who's white is a cop. Um, they get into an altercation at the beginning of the movie pre-Volcano, establishing that the cop is racist. Um, later in the movie, like the civilian wants to help out, and... The cop decides to handcuff him, and then later when they need somebody to help with the barricade, mm-hmm. they uncuff him, mm-hmm. and the nicer partner cop is just like, what are you doing? Like, let this guy go. He didn't do anything wrong. And, like, then they kind of – the racist cop and the civilian kind of look at each other like this understanding, like, we're okay now. But then – the white cop like won't even like look at the guy or like shake his hand. So it's like my actions are like begrudgingly like I'll stop being racist, but like yes. I'm not quite there yet. I weirdly appreciated that they didn't like nod to each other. Okay. Like, cause I think that's how that guy would behave. He wouldn't make eye contact with him. Yeah. Cause he's like kind but of racist butthurt. piece of shit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and his pride is hurt. And, yeah. You know, all this. So I was like, I buy him not bothering to look at this guy. But then and like, the other cop goes, you're a good man. Oh, it's yeah. – listen. <laughs> <laughs> Again, L.A. in the 90s was, was – The coast was toast. The coast was toast. <laughs> it was a very difficult place, yeah. uh, you know, especially for people of color. And so a part of me is like, yes, this movie should address that. If the whole thing is like we're taking place in L.A., mm-hmm. in the city – um. Are there going to be these tensions as we try to figure out how to defeat this common enemy, the common enemy of lava? Yeah. Uh, so part of me is like, yeah, good on you for including this. But it just – it handles it so clumsily mm-hmm. that it, you almost wish they had left it out. Lava sees no color. Lava <laughs> lavas everybody. Lava is <laughs> – CG and it looks real bad, and that's one of the things. That's one of the things I find so funny about reading the reviews. Like Cisco's review was just like great lava effects, but dot dot dot. I'm like, sure. I mean, like we didn't. This was pre-spawn, so we didn't see like (laughs) special effects be perfected yet. Um, this is only like a month before spawn, right? It was like four months. Oh, was it really? It was two months after Dante's peak. Okay. Which has great special effects. Like even now, like the special effects are kind of amazing in that movie, especially compared to this. Yeah. Um, there's a lot less lava. There's a lot of lava (laughs) bombs. There's way more lava bombs in Dante's peak than there are. Lava bombs are the best part. Yeah. Lava bombs are pretty cool. Just fireballs falling from out of the sky. Mm -hmm. I'm on board for that shit. Yeah. Hello, daddy. Hello, mom. I'm a lava bomb. I, uh, so I'm on board for the first half of this movie because it seems to be setting up 
a sort of traditional disaster movie, which I've come around on in recent years. I was yeah. not a disaster movie guy for a long time. But like last year we watched The Towering Inferno. I weirdly enjoyed that movie. Um, Poseidon Adventure? I still haven't seen Poseidon Adventure. You'd like it. It's ah, good. I need to see it. Yeah. Although my boy Gene Hackman does not make it. I know that. Yeah, but he makes it to like the last 10 minutes of the movie. He's got the hero death. Yeah, that's the Kurt Russell death in the remake, right? Yeah. See? You can't they, go killing all my faves. The remake of Poseidon's. Poseidon is pretty good, too. Is it? I like it. But yeah. Fergie dies. Yeah, but she she's not a good singer. <laughs> no, but yeah. she dies in Planet Terror, too, to be fair. Yeah. And I still like that movie, so. This is true, yeah. It's just overheated. It's Josh Lucas's hero moment. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's I'm not sold on Josh Lucas. No, just wait <laughs> until you see Poseidon. <laughs> Wolfgang Petersen's Poseidon. <laughs> this is Josh Lucas. <laughs> He's the depot to my home. Emmy Rossum, come stand over here. Please join my wolf pack and be in my next movie. <laughs> um, my Wolfgang. <laughs> then the lava starts, yeah. and the air kind of gets sucked out of the movie. Like... Yeah, it's like they don't know. Well, the, the interesting thing about it is like it's on one street and it's like how do we stop the lava on one street? Yes. Which it is, has a weird limited <laughs> scope. Which is kind of okay. We have to save this block from lava. It's kind of interesting because it's like, well, it started here. Like there's nowhere else it is, but it's moving underground right, and right. then eventually it erupts elsewhere. Thus the camera or the extra work. It doesn't totally understand. JB has laid out the rules of disaster movies. He did a series of columns a couple of years ago on disaster movies. And yeah. he lays out all the rules of disaster movies. And mm -hmm. one of the rules is you have to set up a bunch of characters. Yeah. And then you have to kill off a bunch of those characters. Yeah. And this movie kills off like two people. And one of them is spectacular. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. One of them falls into a crevasse and is killed by steam. That's the scientist with Anne Heche. Yeah, and then there's a weird line later where there's all the lava bombs and stuff, yes. and Anne Heche is just like, she would have loved this. <laughs> and I'm just like... <laughs> it is a weird It's very line. strange. And it's weird because the people in the disaster movies who usually die are the people who have it coming. Right. Like a John Corbett Wh in Why this. is Corbett in this movie? He's introduced in the first ten minutes. Yeah. He pops back up in the last five. He is lava fodder. He's like lava cook in this movie. <laughs> like Getting lava in the span his... of one day, lava takes away like his dream building <laughs> and his wife. It's like... <laughs> He's only lava cook if he loves it. <laughs> I haven't seen somebody get get cucked like this since that one dude in a Holiday Affair by Robert Mitchum, where he's just oh, like, yeah. "This is going to happen. <laughs> you can either sit here and watch or leave, but this is going to happen." <laughs> but Corbett is like weirdly cast as a bad guy in this, but not like there's no payoff to it. No, it, it's funny, kind of, because he goes. On the phone once and then in person once, like where they're in this triage area, this kind of makeshift hospital that they have outside. And his wife is a surgeon um, and he's just like or an emergency room tech or whatever. And then he's um, and he's just like, there's other people who can do this, like come home. And then she's just like he's like, it's either them or me. And she's just like, it's them. And he's like, fine. I don't even want to be here anyway. <laughs> is it cool if I sit and watch? <laughs> yeah. He's like. <laughs> 
Oh, God, lava. <laughs> Make her do her job, he's lava. He's got, I said this to you in a text, but he's got big Mars Callahan energy movie in this movie. He's the hottest I, thing in this movie, movie after this lava. Movie twice. Uh, sure. I'm a big Corbett guy. I know you are. No one's like him. That's true. Best voice in the biz. <laughs> uh, he's got Big Fat Greek Wedding 3 coming, right? Yeah. Are you yeah. excited for that? Yeah. 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 Um, I'll miss uh, uh, Michael Constantine. He was the dad? He was the dad. Okay. He passed, he passed away. away. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I still haven't seen part two. It's fine. Yeah. I like it. It's like Free Willy 2. Which I also haven't seen. It's like, I like it because I like Free Willy so much. It's like the same thing with right, right, my right. Big Fat Greek right. um, The uh, Yeah, I'm kind of convinced like he could easily have been, you know, shitty guy in Volcano, remade his life, lost his marriage, ended up in Chicago, became a teacher, grew Tarzan hair, married Nero Vardalis, <laughs> and entered into the Greek family. So yeah. I think Volcano is a sort of prequel. Okay. I know him best from Sex in the City. I know him from that. And yeah. then I never was watching Northern Exposure, but he was on 105 episodes. Right. As like the DJ of the radio station or something. Which, like, when he was on Sex in the City, I was like, that's the guy who I know to have been on Northern Exposure, even yeah. though I've never seen an episode of that show. But I know that that's what he's famous from. Yeah. But he got uh, pretty classically fucked over on Sex and the City, like a couple times. Aiden, yeah, yeah, he was he was like the solid, like right. dependable, not playing games guy. I heard the nice guy finished somewhere last. that he's going to be on the new season of that sequel show. Oh, I'm That's good. I'm awful. Good. Yeah, I, I uh, we watched every episode. It's shitty. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't make it to the movies. Oh, God, I watched those movies. Are, <laughs> he's in one of them. I watched the show because the girl I was seeing at the time liked the show, so yeah. I watched it a bunch yeah. of times. And I remember seeing James Remar's dick once, <laughs> but that wow. was not during the show. <laughs> uh, Corbett shows up in one of the movies. They like <laughs> run into each other. Yeah. In the desert, like they're <laughs> both in another country, and it's like fancy meeting you here. Yeah. It's real weird. Yeah. Anyway, volcano, volcano. <laughs> um, John Carroll Lynch dying in the lava. It's a good is death. what this movie needs more of yeah. because it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't throwing need to. the guy forward. The no. funny thing is, he could have thrown. He dies the guy. like I would have died. Yeah. <laughs> Just like I'm gonna jump, and he makes it two feet and falls in lava. Oh, so lava, like can rise lava can't climb it's not like cocaine bear so if he stayed in the car right he had a lot of time yes i mean it would have set on fire i believe oh yeah right right. i don't know oh those i forgot about the the two firemen and the other guy that die in the fire truck too oh yeah 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 that's that's another funny one because like that's where it turns into this weird like slow-mo shutter thing which where, i like, hate and that's that yeah. shit starts as soon as the lava shows up yeah where like uh tommy lee jones is holding um gabby hoffman because she got lava uh shrapnel yeah and yeah. she burned her leg and yeah. everything like that so yeah she was in come on come on which is like one of my least favorite movies in recent memory i forgot she was in that she was the mom in that i just somewhere on a podcast maybe maybe we hate movies somebody was like talking that movie up and i was like i forgot that movie why are we pretending that movie's great it was real bad i remember seeing that the same day that i went to a deli in chicago where it smelled like shit inside the deli (laughs) and it was because um people shit 
in the restaurant and um it was better than come on come on (laughs) (laughs) um yeah the first half of this movie i was really missing like Movies that knew how to be movies and like set things up and looked like it's mm-hmm. got that great 90s photography and like there's all this yeah. shit it does right. And I'm texting you and I'm like, I'm loving this. Yeah. And then the second half, it kind of all goes to shit. It's yeah. still like entertaining because there's lots of lava and fire and shit. It's silly. Yeah. And I like that it gets to the to the goods real fast because like Dante's Peak takes a full hour of oh, like science like warnings no and, thank you like govern like small government people small town government people being like man i don't want to do this we're not evacuating anything and it's like, this movie needs more of that though because everybody's on the same team in this movie and oh, i'm I, fine this, with it i feel like this movie needs more antagonists if you're going to go full disaster movie yeah you need to have the mayor who's like i refuse to evacuate this one block of los angeles yeah yeah. Arrest that black man, mm-hmm. and uh, and then he needs to get hit with a lava bomb. You know, like yeah. that's how you play these games. But instead, this movie kills off like a few good people, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, the woman who would have loved this, right? Who John Carroll set up is dies only, saving a man. Dies saving a man. Uh, the thing I couldn't even get over, like it's so it's like more aggravating and sad. With the woman who would have loved this yeah. because it's like her only characteristic is that she's kind of like timid and afraid of public speaking. Right. So like after that, you kind of like want to give her a hug and then it's just <laughs> or like. drop her into a crevasse. Like drop, yeah. Is it crevasse or crevice? Uh, either way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, John Carroll Lynch, my memory, my best memory of him before I even like put together that he was Norm from Fargo. Um. Is he's in Gothica? Did you ever see Gothica? It's on my list because it's an 03, but I've never seen it. It kind of sucks. And at one yeah. point, and I could be misremembering this completely because I haven't seen it in 20 years, yeah. but I remember going to see Gothica. And at one point, John Carroll Lynch is confronted with something supernatural mm. and says the line, this isn't logical. And that's what I always associate with him. So that's what I wanted him to say as he died in the lava, as he throws that guy forward. I just want him to go, this is illogical, and then melt like the fucking T-800. I wanted – damn it. You took my joke. I was going to say I wanted him to like melt and then have a thumb up. Oh, don't worry. The the IMDb trivia claims that that moment is a nod to Terminator 2. Like, no, it's not. (laughs) In any way. <laughs> There's a nod to Terminator 2 in, um, in Dante's Peak because Linda Hamilton shoots the T-1000 <laughs> with a cannon. And he's all like, <laughs> and then he falls into the volcano. There are 37 lava bombs <laughs> coming from the sky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the girl in Clerks sucked 37 dicks. <laughs> I wrote down therefore <laughs> sorry so at the end of the movie they stop they they redirect the lava flow to the ocean right by blowing up John Corbett's baby his luxury apartment building which i guess is his comeuppance yeah so but i wrote down actually corbett's building saved lives it's arguably as significant as noah's ark <laughs> I can't wait for uh, what's his, Darren Aronofsky to make a movie about it. I know. No. Did you ever see Noah? <laughs> I sure did. I saw it in IMAX. 
I saw no. it opening weekend, and I was like, I didn't dislike it. No, I don't either. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I don't love it. Like, I don't think I love any Darren Aronofsky movie. Yeah. But I liked it better than the fucking whale. I'll tell you that. Another. Per- I haven't seen the whale. Oh god. Another person who weirdly dies and is kind of heroic is Michael Rispoli. He dies. He dies in the explosion of the Corbett building. Because he's trying to get a guy out. That's right. That's right. But one thing that I love about Michael Rispoli is, like, in every movie, he's just like, I don't know, doesn't seem good. (laughs) Like, that's his whole, like, attitude towards anything. Again, like with John Carroll Lynch, I always assume that Michael Rispoli is wearing Sandra Bullock's shoes (laughs) in any movie I see him in. Because in While You Were Sleeping, he's, like, trying on her shoes secretly. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so I just always assume whatever character he's playing. He's wearing Sandra Bullock's shoes. I always picture him as like just having a folding chair on every set. And oh, yeah. then like they call him in and he pulls off his warm-up pants and checks <laughs> into the game. Because I feel like he's in every movie. Yeah. Um. Uh, speaking of the racism stuff. Yes. My my favorite, Um. and this comes right at the end, I think the the beautiful sentiment of the movie is the little boy who says look at all their faces they all look the same and he's saying that because everybody of all backgrounds and races is covered in volcano ash right and we can no longer see skin color and keith david is just like you taught me something (laughs) little boy but then keith david kills him because he might be the thing (laughs) yes this is true (laughs) um the I also noticed because I was watching this on Amazon uh, rental, and you yeah. know how like if you pause it, it'll bring up like little cast member blocks. And oh stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. So this the little boy was played by identical twins. You needed two kids to do that line. I don't know. I guess like one of them was more like good in the Hard Rock Cafe scenes. <laughs> was this movie sponsored by the Hard Rock Cafe? Yeah, they had a molten lava cake tie-in. <laughs> Hard Rock Cafe and Corbett's Building are the Noah's Arks of this movie. I just couldn't believe how important Hard Rock Cafe came uh, became to the story here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they were like Planet Hollywood, getting too much press. Right? How do we stick it to them? They backed Dante's Peak. Yeah, those fuckers. Ooh, it's four twenty-five. Where are we at on your auction? Um. I think it's in four minutes, but I'll okay. get an email from Gmail saying that if I want or not. Okay. So we'll okay. get, we'll, I'll, I'll check in a few minutes. Okay. Um, yeah. So I was going to say this or other volcano movies, but I didn't write down any other <laughs> volcano movies. Um, I have a theory that, and I think we were talking about this maybe in our Friday Night Double Features that ran earlier this week. Yeah. 97. Mm-hmm. Great year for movies. Yeah. Not a great summer for movies, if memory serves. There's a lot of disappointments there. Okay. Year. I mean, there's yeah. good stuff. There's uh, yeah. Men in Black. Yes. And the rest. I mean, I'm not an Air Force so, One guy. All right. I can. I have like a really, really, Rob can attest to this. I have a weirdly good memory of like what came out when, especially yeah. in the 90s. Yeah. So I remember, okay, May 97, you had Breakdown, Austin Powers. Okay. Um, you had, uh, Lost World Jurassic Park. Yeah. Addicted to Love. Okay. Fifth Element. Okay. Um, let me see. June was, uh, Con Air. Okay. Speed 2. Batman yeah. Robin. My Best Friend's Wedding. Hercules. Face Off. Uh, July, you had Men in Black. Nothing to Lose. Air Force One. 
Good Burger, um, Contact, August, you had Spawn, Conspiracy Theory, Event Horizon. Spawn. Spawn. <laughs> if we really do the rescue, <laughs> call the Conqueror Spawn. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was kind of like a eh, summer. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple all-timers in there, but there's some movies that I don't love as much as other people, and I'll just keep those to myself. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Great year for movies, not a great summer necessarily. 98 is sort of the inverse, I would argue. That, like, mm-hmm. 98, not a great year for movies overall, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But a really great summer. Yeah, they had a really, like, a lot of really good ones. Like yeah. Like, Private Ryan and Something About Mary and, and it, it, this Truman was, Show. This was the summer... This is personal bias speaking, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the summer that Erica and I started going to movies together. Mm-hmm. So even like Godzilla, which is dog shit, oh, I yeah, have some is. fondness for sure. because we saw it together. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we should probably talk about like the actors in those. Sure. We haven't really covered much of that yet. Just a little bit of Tommy Lee Jones and me talking some shit. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't know. I always like Tommy Lee Jones because I feel like he's he's like maybe not a lead lead, but he's as like as solid of a number two as you can have in a movie. Sure. And I think like Men in Black maybe doesn't count because it's like a co. Yes. It's like one and one A in that. Right. But like yeah, I mean Fugitive, The Client, Under Siege, JFK. I mean like he's. About as good as a number two. I heard, like, I think Tarantino said in the cinema speculation book that, like, Duvall is, like, the best number two you could have. And He's number two, all right. Yeah. <laughs> He's fine. Robert Duvall is a famous American actor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mentioned it when we were talking about a civil action. I've grown to appreciate Duvall because nobody is more amused by a Robert Duvall performance <laughs> than Robert Duvall. And it's kind of cute to see the old man. I'm just thinking of, like, Tommy Lee Jones, like blown away where he's like giving a really bad performance or like his two face where he's giving a really bad performance or like mm-hmm. man of the house like some i haven't some, seen like, man of the house. i haven't either yeah. but like that's a tommy lee jones vehicle mm-hmm. um he's a good director though because i like both of the movies he directed three mm-hmm. burials oh, okay I and that. the homesman i don't like either of those for real no oh do you hate westerns <laughs> Hate, <laughs> is that what it is? I hate dry westerns. <laughs> there's everything about Tommy Lee Jones is dry. Okay, no. his wit, his skin, his as Michael Constantine face. from My Big Fret Greek Wedding would say, he's so dry, like <laughs> like toast. He's toast directing with no marmalade. You want marmalade? No, no marmalade for me. Speaking of toast, yeah. Oh. The coast is toast, and how about your toast? Two minutes. Two minutes. Oh my gosh, this um, is so suspenseful. One thing I do like about volcano is yeah. there's volcano backdrafts, like sure. the volcano has yeah. a hit list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it'll like suck back in, right? And then blow out, right? That I'm a fan of. Oh, we were talking about the actors. Oh yeah, <laughs> Anne Hache, uh, who has come up on this podcast a lot lately because she passed away recently, and mm-hmm. since she passed away, I'm like, I didn't realize I was such a big Anne Hache guy, but it turns out I am. Yeah. Uh, she's really good in this movie mm-hmm. and never like more adorable. I don't think. Yeah. She looks like she's having a really good time. Yeah. She's like, he- not trying to steal the movie, but steals the movie. Yes. Yeah. I like her. She's good. Um, speaking because you like Anne Heche. I do. 
what are Star some of what uh, love is what are <laughs> yeah um unfortunately um not her but <laughs> what they have her do um what oh are God. what are um speaking of which like Sh- Shiri Appleby in a pantsuit never been better really real adorable I'm not a Shiri Appleby guy well sorry <laughs> I'm sorry you're more Shiri Chili's or what? Oh, I get it. <laughs> Sorry. You know who does the voiceover for Applebee's? Mr. John Corbett. <gasps> hey, now. Yeah, um, wow. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. What are other Haitians uh, that you that you like? Um, Psycho. Yeah. Obviously. Have you seen Return to Paradise? I've not, but I have it being held at the library for me right now. It's like maybe top five Vaughn. He's great in it. Okay. Um, it like takes but it's him advantage. and Joaquin, right? Yeah. It takes advantage it's of a real, like real clay pigeons situation. It is a reunion. <laughs> it is a clay pigeons reunion, but it takes advantage of like every like thorny element of Vince Vaughn. Okay. In a dramatic way, not in a comedic way. Okay. But I did think of Vince Vaughn at one point with um, Anne Heche because she sh- she could have so easily been like, I don't think I'm going to be much good for you guys. I'm just going to take off. Like, my assistant's already dead. <laughs> and then Tommy Lee Jones is kind of like, find my daughter. You're a girl. Yeah. I don't know. It's like yeah. kind of weird. Even though she's like, would, she's the one who knows best kind of of like how the volcano thinks. Yeah. But yeah, he's sort of like, go find Gabby Hoffman. He, um, she's got responsibility. There were some though. other people rumored for the role yeah. that Tommy Lee Jones ended up taking. Bruce Willis was one. Yeah, I could see that. Um, he would do this in his sleep. Though. Yeah. yeah. I, this would be a real, the siege, I think, uh, which I never saw, but <laughs> <laughs> then it's not, then you don't know what you're talking about. He's not the traditional Bruce Willis in the siege, but he's like asleep, isn't he? No. Oh, he's not? He's like a, he's like jerk general guy. Oh, all He's right. Denzel's foil in that oh. movie. He's the one who declares martial law prematurely and is like rounding up people. Okay. And stuff. Yeah, he's a villain. That's that part movie. of the trilogy of like, in my head, of like Bruce Willis is asleep, that and the Jackal and Mercury Rising. And I've only seen the Jackal. All right. And he's asleep in that movie. So I got to take you to school. All right. All right. Mercury Rising. Yeah. It's not a good movie. Yeah. It's kind of a like not as good but but kind of similar to 12 Monkeys Willis performance. Interesting. He's very um vulnerable, okay, and likable in that movie. Really? Yeah. Hold on, I'm adding Mercury Rising. It's to not my a list. good movie, but like he's I remember him being him and Kim Dickens being like really good in that movie. I like Kim Dickens. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Kim Dickens, mm-hmm. also maybe supposed to play the lead in this movie, Mr. Bill fucking Pullman. Yeah. It's funny that he turned it down, but then they went to Tommy Lee Jones. My thinking is he turned it down because he had just done Independence Day. Sure. And yeah. this is like, I don't want to be the guy who saves yeah. the city again. Um, I just think that on their wish list, having it's cool that Pullman was above Tommy Lee Jones, yeah, right? but it's like they settled for Tommy yeah, Lee Jones. Right. Yeah. Pullman, uh, though, uh, makes it a better movie. Mm. I might not have won the toaster. What? I, I did not get an email yet. What? Can't you just look at eBay? Yeah, it's just the internet's a little slow down here. No offense to you, Patrick. <laughs> it's um, so it was awesome when we completely lost it at one point during F This Movie Fest. I wasn't here for that. Yeah, everybody just couldn't. But I was be behind it. <laughs> If they can't tweet, no one will. Yeah, if I, I can't tweet. I, I fucked it up. 
okay, on this, the word on the street was I was having back and leg problems. I was looking at James Remar's dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Don Cheadle. This is an early Cheadle. This is like his studio movie after Devil in a Blue Dress, I guess. Same year as Boogie Nights. Yeah. Boogie Nights maybe makes the bigger impression. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's fine in this movie, but not given much to do. No. No. I mean, he's kind of like the guy who probably could do Tommy Lee Jones's job better than him. Yeah. But he's like the mentee to the mentor type he's just, of thing. He's just kind of wearing a hat. Yeah. Have you seen the Stephen Summers Adventures of Huck Finn? No. That seems like a movie that would be right up your alley. I don't know how to take that. I don't mean it in a bad way, because <laughs> it's like Disney from this time period. I just don't like Elijah Wood. Understandable. No offense to Elijah Apparently Wood. Apparently Anne Heche is in it. Okay. Yeah. That's why I ask. Okay. I'm yeah. looking at her IMDb I, I, right I, now I, to I see what else that. I like her in. Yeah. I haven't seen The Juror, but that's also on hold for me at the library. That's not very good. No, I, I remember. Know, but she fucks Alec Baldwin in it, so I'm going to watch it. Is she Demi Moore's friend? Yeah, she's the, she's okay. the Julianne Moore. Oh, okay. All right. Got it. Um, this movie's got Fast Breakfast in it. Yeah, sure we does. Had, we had Fast Zoo in True Crime, <laughs> Fast Breakfast. Um, but the dog eats the eggs. Wah, yeah. wah. Yeah. And the Those dog eggs comes, are for Gabby uh, Hoffman. And then the dog comes back at the end and he's just like, thanks for the eggs, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> what if we divert the lava? <laughs> oh my God, it was the dog's idea. It says sold. Okay. Let me see. It doesn't say highest bidder. The listing has ended. Okay. I it's think it would tell loading. you if you won. I can't believe Wait, somebody. Oh, 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 oh. Jeff Goldblum came in. Oh, no. It's not an email from them. Wait uh, a minute. Wait, 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 wait. I want to be so upset if somebody sniped that toaster out from under you. At the last minute, they're just like, I got him. I don't know. It doesn't yeah. say if I won or not. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> All right. We'll figure it out well, later. there's our clear and present danger ending. <laughs> Patriot Games. <laughs> Patriot Games is what I meant. It's a boy at the beginning of <laughs> Clear and Present Danger. We know this. Um, this was directed by Mick Jackson. Oof. So, I'm sorry, Mick Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> um, he made L.A. Story. Yeah, which is a good movie. Uh, maybe a double bill with Volcano. I like it. Um, Mick Jackson, L.A. movies. He's, he's probably a, he's best a known. a Brit, though, right? Yeah. Oh. He's probably best known for The Bodyguard. Yeah. Which is not a movie that, like, screams filmmaker. Either is Volcano. No. Clean Slate with Dana Carvey. Never saw it. I never saw it either. Yeah. Um, Brian Sauer's a fan, so I bought a used copy because he and I were going to do a show about something once. Okay. So I own Clean Slate, but I haven't watched it yet. Okay. Um, something surprising about Volcano is there's no opening scene, cold open tragedy. Yes. Which the, you usually get in the disaster movie. In the movie. disaster movie, yeah, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. You get uh, Eddie Griffin walking on the sidewalk and the meteor comes. And mm-hmm. Although, no, that's not even the first one, right? In Armageddon, it's the guys in space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just watched that movie and I don't, or in, don't um, remember. In Dante's Peak, Pierce Brosnan is driving away from a different natural disaster and lava bomb crashes through his jeep hits his wife in the head and what? it's one of the coolest <laughs> deaths in it because she gets like it's like through her head face and, jesus and she's just like oh, and like shaking and he's just like i better pull over <laughs> um richard schiff is in this who doesn't die he shows up for one scene and i'm just like schiff gets shift 
mm-hmm. in Lost World this same year. A month later. As soon as he shows up in this, I'm like, I can't wait to see how he's going to get shift in this. And nothing happens. He survived and a month later got eaten by yeah. T-Rexes. <laughs> right. What a bad spring. In the most mean-spirited moment in that mean-spirited movie. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> now that it's like, I've seen the Fablemans, I'm kind of like, he was working something out. Mm-hmm. This is about yeah. so-and-so. Perhaps. Yeah. Um, all right. I did do... Let me see here. Oh, okay. Also a 97 movie, Wishmaster. Yes. Has, a, I think, a more, much more realistic portrayal of flying glass injuries <laughs> than Volcano does. Okay. Because people like... Like, buildings are crashing. Glass is shooting out everywhere. And they're like, ugh. Right. Get off me, glass. Right. And like in... Like Wishmaster, like a wine glass breaks and people's faces come off. <laughs> uh, this felt like one of those movies that would be miserable to shoot. Why? Just, I, just even the all not, the the volcano isn't really there. No, though. I or know. But even the volcanic ash is like snowing down on them the whole movie. Yeah, it's made of like newspaper particles. I think. Yeah, and like I just that part seems like it would be unpleasant. I could see that. Having to be just covered in ash and soot for however many weeks it took to shoot Volcano. Yeah. Yeah. And um, also underperformed domestically, which I didn't know. I thought this movie was a hit, and it no. ultimately kind of was, but it wasn't here. It came out at a weird time, too. Like, it came out the last weekend of April, and this was one of the first times oh, I this where, was like... a summer movie. No, it's, like, the one of the first times where, like, a summer movie came out the last weekend of April. Okay. And it got outgrossed by Anaconda, which came out two weeks prior. Yikes. Yeah. Anaconda, not great. I kind of like it. Yeah. yeah. I, a lot of people do. Yeah. I'm just not a fan. I've seen Anacondas, and I know what so have I. I know what could have happened. <laughs> um, That's the one where they hunt for the blood orchid. Yeah. Yeah. Not good. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, Let's see. I wrote, we already covered this, but I, I like this sentence. Does this movie need more assholes? <laughs> it does. Yeah. One hundred percent. Um. Yeah, we talked about Keith David. <laughs> uh, t- 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 talked about cul-de-sac dick drawing. <laughs> <laughs> Volcano baby. All right. Um. Better or worse? Oh, here we go. Than these 1997 20th Century Fox movies. Wow. How okay. many movies did they put out? Now they about put out ten. no movies. About but ten. Like, okay. There's a few I'm going to save for. Better or worse than these 90s disaster movies. Oh, my gosh. Okay, better or worse. This is Fox movies, All right. 97. All right. Better or worse than Turbo, a Power Rangers movie. It is worse. What? You like Turbo, a Power Rangers I movie? mean better. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like about to write down Turbo, a Power Rangers movie on my list. I apologize. Okay. Um, uh, I did that backwards in my head. <laughs> this is the one with the Ewoks, right? Okay. Volcano or Inventing the Abbots. Inventing the Abbots is better. Uh, Volcano or Speed 2 Cruise Control? Volcano is better. Uh, Out to Sea? Never saw it. Volcano or Picture Perfect? Oh, gosh. I haven't seen it since opening day when I doubled it with Spawn. Did they come out the same day? Yeah, I think so. Okay, then I doubled those. Um, Look at her, Spawn. Picture perfect, probably better, just, again, because Jennifer Aniston insisting on making Jay Moore likable. Yeah. yeah. I don't need Jennifer Aniston to make Jay Moore likable. <laughs> I watch Mafia. He's likable in Eddie Burns, The Groomsman. Okay, I'll take it. Yes. Um, Volcano or The Edge? 
the edge is better. Volcano or soul food? I never saw soul food. I neither. Volcano. PVT. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll borrow it. Um, <laughs> volcano or a life less ordinary? A life less ordinary is so much better. <laughs> volcano or Anastasia? I, I mean, I would watch Volcano again before I'd watch Anastasia. Volcano or Alien Resurrection? Alien Resurrection is better. Volcano or Home Alone 3? Did I see Home Alone 3? I'll say Volcano. Okay. Uh, and then 90s disaster films. All right. Volcano or Alive? Never saw Alive. Volcano or Armageddon? Armageddon's better. Volcano or Dante's Peak? Never saw Dante's Peak. Volcano or Daylight? Never saw Daylight. Daylight I like. I know you do. Not a lot of people like that. And again, I need to go back to it, especially now that I like disaster movies more. Yeah. But you know what I watched that I just thought was dog shit, and I know you do too? Hmm. Um, Skyscraper. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Like, worse than San Andreas. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, totally. I didn't really like San Andreas, and I thought Skyscraper would be better because, like, I'm like, he has a metal leg. Nev Campbell, it's Die Hard. Yeah. It's it's almost unwatchable. Skyscraper (laughs) is, like, the clearest example of movie made for China, not for us. Yes. For us being U.S. Right. Uh, (laughs) uh, Skyscraper also is worse than Rampage. I did not like Rampage, but I think you're right. Okay. Um, all right, volcano or deep impact? Never saw deep impact. Volcano or hard rain? Hard rain's better. Volcano or Independence Day? Independence Day's better. They had Deep Blue Sea on here. That's not a disaster movie. That's a shark got smarter movie. They had Executive Decision on That's here. That's not a disaster movie, but both are better than Volcano. They had for the Free record. Willy Two on here. Is that a disaster movie? There's an oil spill. I mean, that's kind of a disaster. Yeah, well, Never saw Free Willy yeah. Two. Uh, Outbreak. I don't like Outbreak. I think I'd rather watch no. Volcano. No. Um, Volcano or Titanic? Titanic uh, is a better movie. Volcanic's pr- volcanic. <laughs> Volcan- Welcome to Volcanic. Um, <laughs> says John Carroll Lynch. The this only, isn't logical. The only design flaw of this ship is it's made of a volcano. <laughs> it might come in handy when the iceberg gets <laughs> What's going to kill us first? Uh, <laughs> volcano <laughs> or turbulence? Uh, I like turbulence better. Uh, volcano or twister? I don't like twister, but it's better than volcano. The last time I watched twister, I liked it a lot more than I maybe I'm due for I, a like re-watch. I lo- I loved twister opening night. Didn't like it every other times after that, and then the last time I watched it, it worked. I don't know. My guess is if I were to watch Twister now, I yeah. would be so nostalgic for, again, a time. And Paxton. In and which movies like that. were yeah. functional that yeah. I'd be like, Twister works, you mm-hmm. know? like Good um, Carrie Always dialect work. <laughs> Always. Yeah. <laughs> that dude is a master of accents. Yeah. he's. He, you would never know where he's from. Um, maybe, that's the, maybe that's the trick. You'd never know where he's from. Um, and then uh, White Squall. Uh, <laughs> White Squall is my boy Ridley Scott. Yeah, and Jeff Bridges is good. I'll go White Squall. Okay. Yeah, it's not great though. Like, I haven't seen it. Volcano has the has the Anne Heche edge um, over a lot of these movies. Like, I'm like, I'll watch Anne Heche in Volcano instead of a bunch of boys in White Squall. Yeah, Scott Wolf. You know, like I don't need to see Scott Wolf on a screen. I hear maybe ever. Um, so I got some news. What's up? The results are in. Okay. 
Thanks for listening to FS Movie.